Welcome to the five-minute Rashi, where each week we take one Rashi from the parasha, understand it, and try to learn from it. And this week we come to the Sedra of Shalach and the very first comment of Rashi begins as follows. Lama nismacha parashat maraglim the parashat Miriam. Why was the section of the spies, which dominates the first half of this week's parasha, juxtaposed to the section of Miriam? The story of how Miriam spoke Lashon Hara, evil speech, against her brother Moshe, was stricken with the disease of Tzarat, and that is the theme of the very end of last week's parasha. So Rashi asks why the juxtaposition between these two episodes. Now, whenever Rashi asks this question, we have to try and understand why he does so. Because normally, when one parasha follows another, Rashi doesn't ask this question. And furthermore, we would naturally assume that if one section of the Torah is written before another, that's because the first one happened immediately prior to the second one. So what's going on here that provokes this question from Rashi? The Mizrahi, one of the foremost commentators on Rashi, claims that the Torah is actually out of order at this point, because the theme of next week's parasha, the rebellion of Korach, he says took place before the incident of the spies. And therefore, the Torah has gone out of order to put the spies before Korach in order to deliberately put the spies next to Miriam. Hence Rashi's question, why did the Torah do so? However, other Meforshim disagree with the Mizrahi and do not believe that the Torah is out of order at this point, i.e. that the incidents of Miriam, followed by the spies, followed by Korach, took place in that order, and therefore the Torah is totally justified in putting them in that order for us. Therefore, says the Maharal, that the question of Rashi is provoked by the very last pasuk of last week's Sedra. After the story of Miriam, after she's recovered from her tzarat, we read the following, And afterwards, the people journeyed from Chatzerot, and they camped in the desert of Paran. Now, Paran was the place from which the spies were sent. And says the Maharal, that last pasuk of last week's parsha is clearly trying to link the story of Miriam with the story of the spies by stressing that immediately after the incident with Miriam was finished, then the people moved, and then they arrived in the place from which the spies were going to be sent. And that, says the Maharal, prompts Rashi's question, why does the Torah stress the juxtaposition of these two episodes? So now we've understood the question, let's see Rashi's answer. Lefi shalakta al iske diba shedibra ba'acherha Because she was smitten on matters of evil speech that she spoke against her brother. And these wicked people, i.e. the spies, they saw what happened to Miriam and they didn't take the appropriate lesson. They didn't learn from it. Rav Manasha Klein, in the Mishneh Halachot, Chelek Yudzayin, Simon Kuf Ayin Aleph, explains that the obvious link between the spies and Miriam is Loshan Hara. But in fact, the sin of Miriam was worse, because Loshan Hara normally has two components to the nature of the sin. One is that someone who speaks Loshan Hara obviously sins against the person whom they are defaming, but they also sin against HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself by transgressing his mitzvah. 
Miriam was doing both of these things. The spies, however, were speaking against the land of Israel, which, after all, is not a person with feelings, and therefore their Lashon Hara against the place is not on the same level as Miriam's Lashon Hara against the person. But the spies were also sinning by speaking Lashon Hara against Hashem, when they said that Hashem is not going to be strong enough to enable the Jews to conquer the land of Israel. So the connection between the spies and Miriam is they were both speaking Lashon Hara, even though the sin of Miriam was on a higher level. Says Rabbanach Klein, that's why Rashi is careful to say that the spies, lo lachu musar, they did not take the appropriate lesson. The Rashi does not say, as some of the Midrashim do, that they could have learned a kalvachoma, a how much more so argument. If Miriam was stricken, how much more so should they have been stricken? In other words, Rashi is very careful with his expressions, not to say anything that's actually inaccurate. Says Rabbanach Klein, the spies were not able to learn a kalvachoma, a how much more so argument, and that's why Rashi doesn't say that they did. He says they just didn't learn the appropriate lesson. Rav Soloveitchik says that the sin of Miriam was essentially the same as the sin of the spies, hence Rashi's comment. Miriam spoke against Moshe. She complained that he had separated from his wife in order to be a navi, a prophet, whereas she and Aaron, her brother, did not have to separate from their spouses. Says Rav what they didn't understand was that Moshe's level of prophecy was on a completely different order from that of Miriam and Aaron. Moshe was sui generis. He was in a class of his own, and therefore he could not be judged by the same standard that Miriam and Aaron judged themselves. And it's the same with the land of Israel. The land of Israel is qualitatively different from every other place in the world. And the entry of the Jews into Israel was going to be totally different and incompatible to any other military conquest of any other land. This was the mistake of the spies. They thought that they could judge Israel by the standards of any other place. And they came back with a rational, logical, strategic report saying the people there are too strong for us to conquer it. Had that been the case in any other land, they would have been correct. What they failed to realize is that the land of Israel is unique and cannot be compared to any other place. Thus, says Rav Soloveitchik, the sin of the spies was identical to the sin of Miriam. In each case, they spoke Lashon Hara about a place because they judged it by standards common to other places, or in Miriam's case, other people. They did not understand the uniqueness of the person or the place about which they were speaking. We should learn from this that Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, is unique and cannot be compared in any way to any other place. Shabbat Shalom.